What's happening, everybody? On today's show, the latest edition of the college football playoff rankings are out. How did things shake up after Alabama's loss to LSU, Tennessee's loss to Georgia? Our buddy Chris Marler will join us to break it all down. And SEC Week 11 already, it's do-or-die time for a lot of teams. We'll take an early look at this weekend's SEC matchups. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. This episode of Locked on SEC is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between Alabama and Ole Miss right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. Without further ado, we welcome in our buddy Chris Marler from the College Football Uncensored podcast. As Marler, it's it's kind of sad looking ahead. It's it's SEC Week 11 already. The season's yeah. winding down here. That's how you want to start the show? Yeah, a little depressing. You don't want to talk about the what's not depressing and your, your great weekend? I mean, I got to witness a World Series uh, win for the Houston Astros. That was fun. And, uh, oh, yeah, I think uh, Alabama uh, lost to LSU <laughs> in Death Valley. Uh, something that never happened. Something I heard a guy bring up on, uh, I think it was last Friday, five times since the Eisenhower administration. That's a good impression of me. That's exactly <laughs> what I sound like. You sound like the guy. Have you ever seen those commercials? It's like, I got this mountain bike for $12. And it's, it's, um, God, I hope you get that reference. I don't think you will. There's like, there's like some commercial on TV. They run on, on SEC network all the time. It's one of their four total. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. You can take the picture down now. And it's like, it's, it's like a, it's like an auction or something like that. And, and there's just this, one, this one guy like standing like this and he's like, I got this mountain bike for $12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. And uh, that one and the Joe Namath one that they run like every commercial break. But you got to call and see if you <laughs> But whatever he is saying that, like, I want to call Paul Feinbaum so bad and be like, hey, Paul, li- listen, I'm I'm just sitting. I was watching the Joe Namath commercial, and I just want to know, is he being serious about, the, do I have to call to find out if I get the benefits? <laughs> and just strictly talk about their commercials and see how long Paul, like, is like, oh, okay. Well, look. I'm doing anything I can to not talk about this game. Yeah, we're going to jump into it. I, look, I, I, I cover the SEC as a whole. I, I went to LSU. I, I root for them, but I'm, I'm, I'm unbiased. If they play like crap, I say they play like crap. Uh, this was shocking. I mean, I, I think I picked Alabama to win the game. Uh, right. just thought that the way Bryce Young had been playing and, and the LSU, the, uh, the loss to Tennessee a few weeks ago, I thought it was going to be a little bit like that. But they showed up and showed out their defense. You know, Lane Kiffin kind of gave us the secret in the loss to, you know, where LSU beat Ole Miss. He said that number 40, Harold Perkins, he shut down yeah. Jackson Dart in that second half. He was shadowed him everywhere he went. He spied on him. They put him as the spy on Bryce Young. And, man, for, very rare do we see Bryce Young kind of rattled and, like, inaccurate with passes. And, you know, yeah. they didn't get a ton of sacks on him. But, man, did they get pressure on him and force him into some bad throws. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it was it was like surprising because like usually when Bryce is running for his life, it doesn't really necessarily mean that they're not going to 
Complete passes. Uh, I tell you what, it's it's never, and this is not like first and foremost, you have to give credit to LSU because the, they did everything. I mean, the fact that Bama never had the lead while on offense. Think about that. Yep. I mean, it was an awesome job from Brian Kelly. It was an awesome job from 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 Harold Perkins. That kid's gonna be a star. Um, love what Ali Gay said after the game. Sorry, the McDonald's is coming up. Um, and he said after the game, he said, you know, this is why you came here. And this is why Brian Kelly came here. I think it's awesome that he was able to do this in year one. Um, if you're a Bama fan, I mean, you know, the sky is falling. The, I, I do think the dynasty is probably dead, just to be honest. Like, I don't think that's an overreaction. I think that's, oh, come on. I think that's fair at this you, point. They're gonna be, no, I mean, serious. They're going to be preseason number one next year. What are you talking about? They were preseason number one this year. Does, I, I didn't know, but the they're, this year? they're coming back. They're going to go to the Capital One Bowl, beat the crap out of like Michigan or somebody, and they'll be right I back. So, I just, I, I think, I think it's kind of over at this point in terms of like it, the fact that you couldn't win with Bryce and and Will Anderson. And the scary part is like, because there's just so many holes on this team that like, that, like in comparison to other teams, and, and I feel like whenever you talk bad about Bama, it kind of comes this weird caveat where people think that like. Well, you're making an excuse. And this is not me making an excuse. Bama, like, going into this season, I said repeatedly, I was like, you know, I don't think Bama is going to win the SEC. I don't think they're going to make the playoff. Um, I think that schedule is too tough with, with the, you know, I, I didn't think they would leave that three-game stretch earlier in the year with a uh, with with an undefeated uh, record. They didn't. I I mean, you had a week off before going to this one. But I, you know what pissed me off, Gordy? I said this on here, and I said it everywhere else except for my own podcast, Okay. I said, I don't think Bama's mentally tough enough to go to Death Valley and win this game. I don't think they're good enough to win this game. And I'm sitting there in Athens, Georgia this weekend, and some guy comes up who's a listener to the podcast, and he starts making fun of me about the Bama game. And I was like, well, you know, I called it. And he was like, no, you didn't. You're the one that said on your podcast they were going to win. I was like, shoot. Well, you said on our podcast you thought you thought Bama was going to was going to lose. You did say that here yeah. a week ago. So yeah. you, you changed your tune by later in the week. You started reading the press. I clippings. got all fired up. I'm I know. urban and, and nostalgia. Let I me just... get, <laughs> let me give you a quick trivia question. LSU averaged 5.4 yards a carry against Alabama this past weekend. Do you know the last time LSU averaged 5.4 yards per carry or more against Alabama? 2004? 2006, the year before. I knew I should have The year before Saban got there, so yeah. literally that was the most yards per carry LSU has averaged ever since yeah. since Saban has been at Bama. You think about Leonard Fournette, Darius Geis. I mean, all the great running backs that have Leonard come through LSU. 1.4. Yeah, they never did anything. Jaden Daniels, the running ability, and I said it last week. Those dual threat quarterbacks mm -hmm. can give Saban defenses fits, but do they have a sack. You know, I think they did. I didn't look at the – I can pull it up, but it's yeah. – I think Will Anderson got one. He did. Yeah, yeah. They they had sacks. Uh, Dallas Turner had, had I think, one and a half. Will Anderson had, had one, but how about Will Anderson? Only two tackles on the night. Going up against true freshman I, tackles. I mean, he's not been anywhere. Yeah. I, I tell you what. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's the thing that surprised me the most in this game was, was that – was him going up against a true freshman tackle and not putting up any numbers. And the other thing is, you know, I heard about this in the offseason, and I, I don't know how much of it's true or not. But there were rumors that they were holding out Will Anderson from practice because he was so disruptive, and that like, like, like they couldn't get offensive work done. And I think that has a lot more to do with the fact that Alabama's offensive line sucks um, versus like you know Will Anderson. And again, I don't know how much that, that's true. The other thing is the biggest difference. I kept saying it's like someone's got to step up besides Kayshawn Booty. It's like somebody else, got, and they did. Jack Besh had a touchdown. The the, the 
um, you know, the tight end who won the game. I'm, I'm, I think my therapist put his, his last name out of my out of my memory, which is probably a healthy thing. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, Mason, um, Mason Taylor, right? Yeah. So he 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 looked fantastic. But like, Bama's receivers just don't get they don't get separation. They don't come down with 50-50 balls. They just don't do things to win you ball games. And it's, I think this is like I was telling somebody the other day. I was like, you know. Bama's going to look back at this season. Most likely, they're going to have two losses on their schedule. I think they can bounce back this week. But having having two losses by four points isn't that bad. And then you start thinking about it, though, and it's like, they could easily have four losses. Yeah. Easily. They could be five and four. And so, anyway, but, yeah. Give me a, give me a quick thought. I know you were at Tennessee, Georgia. What would you make of, oh, uh, of that one? God, it was fun. It was awesome. It was like, I tell you what, this is, this is not me – I love good football. I really, really do. I think that Tennessee, first off, I'll say that I think they can bounce back. I think they can still make the playoff, and all their goals are still in front of them. Um, if these even were their goals. I, I think there's also, like, I mean, like, I know it's everyone's goal to win a national championship, but, like, you know, it, it does seem like they've kind of arrived a year ahead of schedule or two years ahead of schedule. But what I will say about, about Georgia is this. What I watched from them in person to do this team, the biggest takeaways I had, one, Kirby Smart said they, they practiced their butts off for two straight weeks. So you're basically just telling us that Florida game didn't matter, which right. is crazy to think about with this, with this kind of, uh, that kind of rivalry. Two, I don't, like, I mean, think about what Georgia, like, did you see a missed open field tackle? No, they, they were sound. No, <laughs> they, they're so fundamentally sound. They're so good. They keep everything in front of them. They, they you know, they got sacks. They got to the quarterback. They dialed up pressure at as the game went on and kept getting to, to like, I mean, dude, they spotted them a, a, a turnover in the first, in their own territory, in, in the first drive of the game. Yep. They got a fourth and 28. And now I do want to say this too. It was the same officials from that Bama Tennessee game. When they called that fourth and 28 face mask after the sack, I about, I about came unglued. Um, I will say that, but like, I, I think that Georgia is, is if it wasn't obvious now, and I don't think this just happened this weekend because Bama lost and they won. I think Georgia is the like premier program in the country, and I think that where where you're at, if you if you're watching it happen in real time, and you're being honest with yourselves, and and I've said this before, I'm a lifelong Alabama fan, I cover the SEC, but if we're being honest with ourselves, Kirby Smart is is a better coach right now than Nick Saban is, and I and I don't think it's necessarily something that's like up for debate that much because I know what he I know what he's done. I know you can say like, well, Kirby's got to win another one for it. As of right now, if you're watching these two teams prepare and get ready, Kirby Smart and Georgia are better. They're uh, like by a decent amount. He is Chris Marler from the College Football Uncensored Podcast. Marler, hold it right there. We're going to jump into the uh, college football playoff rankings in just a second with you and uh, also get into the SEC Week 11 matchups. So first, I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you want to listen up. Right now, uh, Locked on SEC listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? That's why Simply Safe Home Security are offering that 50% off their award-winning security system so that families can feel safe and secure throughout the holiday season. It is so easy to use. Again, order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind throughout the holiday season. Uh, Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, a third year in a row in an emergency 24 
24-7 professional monitoring agents use FastProtect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash Locked on College. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Going along here, locked on SEC and catching up with our buddy Chris Marler from the College Football Uncensored podcast. All right, Marler, last night the uh, latest college football playoff rankings came out and obviously a little switcheroo Tennessee who was number one in the first batch of rankings they fall back Georgia jumps up to number one Ohio State two Michigan three TCU four Tennessee falls to five so still there in the hunt Oregon six by the way Marler Tennessee plays Vandy South Carolina uh very Mizzou very winnable last three games Tennessee's going to go 11 and one right Hold on, I'm I'm just I'm just taking in this graphic right now. This is awesome. I didn't do this. Um, this is from the Lockdown team. I love it. Good job, <laughs> Lockdown team. Uh, no, this is great. So um, I think like when you look at okay, I don't like that one as much. Take that one down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so I think when you look at Tennessee, they have so much. They have so much schedule left, and the schedule that's left is is really easy. Like I I, I remember saying this going into the game. I mean, there's more pressure on. Uh, on on Georgia than there was Tennessee because Georgia didn't have the, the the resume that Tennessee has. Tennessee still has a great resume. They still have more more wins against ranked opponents than anyone else in the country. They still have, um, I think their their opponents winning percent or opponents uh, overall records like fifty one thirty. It's tied for first in the SC, or in the country with LSU. Um, I, I mean Tennessee's still a really good football team. They're still a really good football team. I was kind of surprised they dropped to five. But I don't think it really matters because because I think you're you're basically the, what the committee's saying is, all right, we're gonna sit you at five and you're a one loss team and you have you now have arguably the best win on anyone's resume even though I don't agree with that, but you also have the best loss on anyone's resume um, at Georgia on the road by 14 points. Very fortunate it started raining because I think I think that Kirby and Georgia could have hung hung 40 on them, um, but they they just really took their foot off the gas. Um, I. Like this, everything's still in front. Of, I still think Tennessee makes the playoff. Yeah, that, that's what's interesting. I want to show the graphic again for those of you watching on YouTube. You got Georgia one, Tennessee five, LSU seven, Bama nine, Ole Miss eleven. That's five SEC teams in the top eleven. And if you include Kentucky, who's back there at twenty four, that's six SEC teams in the top twenty five. But let's talk about some scenarios, Marler. First off, let me just ask you this quick hitter: LSU if, with two losses, if they beat number one Georgia in the SEC title game, are they in the playoff? They're in, yeah. Okay. If they're not, they're not going to keep an SEC champion out of the playoff. Okay. Let me create this scenario for you. Let's say Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin finally do it and beat Bama this weekend. And Ole Miss runs the table the rest of the way. Their lone loss to LSU, Tennessee's going to run the table. Their lone loss to Georgia. Is Tennessee or Ole Miss attractive at all? Um, Tennessee is, is way in over Ole Miss. Okay. Um, so Ole Miss, Ole Miss you don't think... Not. Ole, Miss is, Ole Miss hasn't played anybody. And they, and they really don't have... I'm trying to look it up right now. Um, Their non-conference slate really hurts them. At least Tennessee so resume says we beat Bama and we beat LSU in Baton Rouge, who just won you know the SEC championship in that scenario if they beat Georgia. Right, right, right. Oh, we have Max on right now. We're doing this. We have three games on. Gordy, you make me do this <laughs> this interview. Um, I'm kidding. No, I, I I just think that there's. Uh, 
I, I just I just really doubt that that Ole Miss has enough on on honestly on tape. Um, I mean, even like where where they kind of get hurt too is where they were where they were uh, kind of listed at before the season started. So like right now, if you look at it, their strength of schedule is sixty seventh. I mean, that's you know, and, and take from that what you what you will, because even TCU is somehow still ranked sixty eighth, which makes no sense to me. Um, but yeah, I I just you know I, I I don't think there's enough on on their slate. And here's the other part too: is if you beat Bama, now you've beat a three loss Bama team. Yeah, not, including your loss, or including their loss too. So who cares? Yeah, not impressive. Is if Bama runs the table, you think still no chance for them to get in? Get out of here, dude. <laughs> hey, I'm just, I bring it up because they're hanging tough at, at nine. They're still in the top yeah. nine. They probably shouldn't be at nine. I'll, I'll say it. it. It's amazing, and I'm just saying this completely, just as an SEC fan. When Saban and Bama lose, man, they never fall far. It is always oh, we yeah. drop them a spot. Yeah, and I think part of that part of that's because of the reputation they built over the past several years. And you, know, you heard McElroy say that, like maybe like on the broadcast, McElroy brought the point. He was like, you know, there's only been one two loss team that's ever deserved to even make it. And I'm like, oh, he's going to talk about 2017 Ohio State, and he was like, and that's Penn State 2016. And I was like. <laughs> Jeez. Like, I mean, there is a Bama bias, I think, to an extent at this point. But at the same time, it's like, is it not that deserved? I mean, they are – I don't know. Yeah. There's, I tell you what, what, the best part about this about this loss for Bama is now it might be time that we can finally put away some of these terrible narratives, like Bama getting all the calls. Yeah, and, and by the way, I mean, it was a two-point conversion. If they come up with the tackle – if they just tackle them short of the goal line, it's a Bama yeah. win, and we're talking about Bama still in the playoff hunt and all that. So – it was what a one. Gutsy win. If Jimbo Fisher is calling the plays for y'all still like he was in the <laughs> mid-2000s, then Bama still, Bama still wins. <laughs> All right, Mario, let's start to get into it. SEC Week let's 11, do let's look at some of the games. This is a very early look at the games this weekend. Again, we haven't done a whole lot of the research and delving into it just yet. We'll do that throughout the week. But let's start with the two noon Eastern games. How about this, an early CBS game? I don't know why this game is on CBS at noon Eastern, but it's 4-5 and five Missouri at number 5 Tennessee. The Vols are about a three-touchdown favorite according to Battle Line. Yeah, Tennessee will cover that. I, I'm interested to see how Tennessee looks closing out the year because they have a very easy schedule with Mizzou, and, and they get Mizzou at home. and yeah. South Carolina um, and Vandy. South Carolina and Vandy. Uh, I, th I think they also get South Carolina at home. No, they have to go on the road for one of those, right? I know they get Vandy on the road, and they're already planning to checkerboard out the stadium, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it's, um, at, it's at South Carolina and at Vandy to finish up. Okay, so I, I fully wow, what a murderer's road they got to close out with. So I mean, can they do it? Um, no, I think I think this is a and, and Tennessee fans, I say that tongue in cheek. You guys have already played a tough schedule. Calm down. Um, I think I think that that Tennessee, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back this week. Now let's keep in mind here too, Missouri's a good defense. Missouri really is a good defense, and they got screwed over once again against Kentucky, which seems to happen almost every time they play at home uh, against them. And so don't don't tackle a punter, bro. Come on. I, I didn't watch a second of it. I just I know my best friend is a Mizzou guy, and he texted me, and he was like, like just all up in arms. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so Sorry, like dude. the the botch the punt the punt went over the punter's head. He ran back like right. 40 yards, went to grab it, and then kicked it, and then got hit. And they're like, no, he's still within the realm of as a punter. Yeah. So can't hit him. Tough day. Um, I mean, I'm kidding either way, but yeah, no, I think I think that Tennessee wins this game for sure. I just I I'm interested to see how much they win by because. Now you're coming into a third straight game. You had you had Kentucky, which is a big emotional game for them to an extent. Then the Georgia game. Georgia's a huge letdown. I did love the video. That I know you saw it too, where Hinton Hooker was kind of getting into his guys. 
you know, getting in the ribs a little bit and, and talking about how, like what you need to be doing moving forward and like that and how it just, they just didn't get, they didn't stop. They didn't stop learning. I feel like, which is a good thing for Tennessee. Tennessee's in a great spot here, man. Yeah. I think they, I think they bounce back in a big way. They take out their frustrations from a week ago and the offense gets back to normal and they cover that yeah. number against Mizzou. Uh, the other one is three and six Vandy at number 24, Kentucky, the cats about an 18 point favorite. Uh, look, yeah. Tennessee, Kentucky has alternated win, loss, win, loss the last couple of weeks. They're going to win this one against Vandy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. And how are they ranked? How is I'm not going to get into this. You know what? We're not going to talk about this. I'm not going to talk about this game. I'm, just, I'm so fed up. Did we talk about how Bama gets all these like calls? I don't understand how Kentucky gets. Kentucky gets the beat, down beat, some of these. They beat Mississippi State. They beat Florida. They probably should have beat Ole Miss. And they lose to South Carolina all because they didn't have Will Levis in that game. So Kentucky's okay, well, still a good team. That's a very sound sound argument. Kentucky's still a pretty good team. Uh, they're going to yeah. beat Vandy, and I think they'll cover the 18. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network. It is 6-3 South Carolina at 5-4 Florida. Gators are about eight and four, uh, eight-point favorite. This one just got a little bit more intriguing because Florida looks like they got a little bit of life. And South Carolina's playing pretty well at 6-3 and three overall. Yeah, no, I think, I think that, like, it was. I think this past weekend was really good for South Carolina. I know it's only Vandy, but like being able to get Spencer Rattler going and having the three touchdowns, no picks, that's huge for his confidence. Now, I will say also, I think that in the same same uh, breath, you got to give Florida a, 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 a tip of the cap because what they did at AM, I know AM had a lot of uh, injuries and, and illness and what what the f ever. But like, I think that I think that Florida is a team that's like, I mean, like they still have one of the they still have the most dynamic quarterback in the country and at any day he can beat you if he's on now he hasn't been on a lot um but yeah i like florida in that game a lot yeah I, i'm going back and forth on this one i think florida at home in the swamp probably gets it done but the eight points eh, maybe florida by a field goal right now we'll see as the week goes along more with chris marler in just a second we'll get to the other four games in the sec happening this weekend. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Look, uh, you got to try the new flavors coming out from Built Bar. They are new reimagined flavors. They got the cookie dough topper. They got coconut brownie bar and the coconut brownie topper. White chocolate peppermint granola. It is Built's take on the granola bar. So it is more filling and still insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie puff. Built Puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried Built Bars before, they're literally the best-tasting protein bars ever built. They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it. With 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein packed in there, and shockingly low sugar and calories, only 130 calories in the bars. Just sink your teeth into that first bite, and it will change your life forever. I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you tried these new Built flavors and the magical, wonderful time afterwards. You're probably wondering which new flavors are favorite. An unanswerable question, to say the least. They are all unbelievable, and they're all different, so you can order a mixed box and try all five flavors for yourself. Built, you got to try this. Get 15% off your order right now by using the promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. That's LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. All right, one more segment with our buddy Chris Marler from the College Football Uncensored podcast. And Marler, we got uh, 
We've got some doozies happening in the SEC this weekend, and uh, we'll start with uh, the other early game happening, 11 a.m. Central on ESPN. It is number seven LSU at 5-4 and four, Arkansas. I was pretty shocked when I saw Arkansas or LSU is just a three-point favorite. I know going to Fayetteville is can be a tough environment, but I would say, you know, three-point line if this is a night game, an early game, I don't know if Fayetteville is going to be rocking and if Arkansas is up to this, but, man, they, they are really licking their wounds after that loss to Liberty and Hugh Freeze a week ago. <laughs> Why do you laugh? <laughs> I mean, they lost to Liberty. At, they like, did. And without Malik Willis. Too, Malik Willis is a notable there. thing. <laughs> um, I think I, hold on. What like is it? Are, are we sure it's in Little Rock? Are we sure it's in Fayetteville or is it in Little Rock? The game this weekend, it's in Fayetteville. Yeah. Okay. They stopped doing the Little Rock thing a while back. Remember that song from that mid '90s country song singer about Little Rock? I'll I'll send it to you after this real <laughs> real sad song talking about divorce, and he's working at a Walmart. Anyway, uh, um, that's not Johnny's daddy taking him fishing. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. It's like Colin. Colin Ray. It's Colin Ray. Okay. Little Rock. It's a fantastic song. Very song. Uh, very sad song. But uh, if you guys are feeling sorry for yourselves after that loss of Liberty, definitely put on some Little Rock from Colin Ray. Um, okay. Here's the deal. I th- this is Vegas knows something, but also like does it because like I don't see I don't see how LSU like this is a this is a perfect example of why you pay Brian Kelly all that money. Is it to beat Bama? It's to get back up the following week and keep the focus and keep this this train rolling. Um, I don't. I mean, like I probably wouldn't touch this game from a betting standpoint now that I know the line being is is three. But I still I still like LSU. I think LSU's got everything in front of them, and I don't I don't see how they fail. Yeah, it, it would take them. You know basically just coming in not prepared and 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 it could happen i mean teams have let down spots all the time um and arkansas look it's they're going to rally the troops and they're going to give lsu their best shot rocket sanders slowed down for the first time this season really against liberty you tell me he doesn't want to bounce back and run all over lsu so um yeah danger spot there for lsu but now you're in the spotlight you're number seven lsu time to go prove it We'll see if they can. Uh, a couple of uh, night games. We'll come back to the afternoon game. 6 p.m. Central on ESPN is number one Georgia at 6-3 and three Mississippi State. The Dogs about a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. If it was in Athens, I don't think any sweat. But going to Starkville, I think this is a nice little test for, for Georgia, who coming off, a, again, a dominant emotional win. How do they look under the bright lights of Stark Vegas? 16-and-a-half-point favorites for Georgia, by, by the yeah. way. A lot. Um, I think that uh, 16 and a half is probably a decent amount. It kind of worries me a little bit. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I, I just, I don't see a, a, a program that is better prepared consistently than floor or than Georgia is with Kirby smart. They just, they get up, they get up off the mat when they lose. And that's very rare that that happens anymore. Anyway. Um, I mean, they have, you look over the past couple of years, man. And, and outside of that 2020 season, when they had all those injuries, they've been just as dominant as any, any team in the country. So I, I think that I think that Georgia is able to get back up, I think, you know, and continue to ride this wave of I mean, like how like that was the most impressive win of the year for me, and I don't think it was close. Yeah, and Mississippi State, by the way, we've seen their offense get stymied against Kentucky, against Alabama, yeah. against LSU. Gotta think Georgia's gonna do the same thing and stymie the Mike. They Leach. might struggle early. That's about it though. Yeah. I, like I, whatever whatever like w- the first quarter Look at what the first quarter bet would be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind taking Mississippi State on that. 
the uh, the other night game, uh, one game you'll actually be at six thirty Central on the SEC Network. It is three and six Texas A and M at three and six Auburn. Auburn a two point home favorite. Marlow, the fight for bowl eligibility is on life support in this one. Yeah, so somebody called it. They nailed us on the head. They said this guy looked at, at the t- the ticket prices and said, "Whatever one's cheapest is the one we're going to." That's right. This is what happens in Biden's America. We're gonna we're gonna be going to <laughs> this economy. We're gonna be going to uh, to to Auburn this weekend. Should be fun. Like, listen, I'm going for one reason, and one reason only, and that is so I can take a picture with Kip. I'm going, happy birthday, Kip. Um, and and the and the uh, what do you call it? the yell leaders? I think it'd be a lot of fun. But no, you know, I think this would be like a good game. I think like I didn't realize until the next day even the fight that Auburn had in that game against uh, against against Mississippi State. I think yep. there's a lot to be said for that. They didn't show that kind of fight with for Brian Harson. And I, I'm, I'm not. I hate to dog Brian Harson and kind of kick him while he's down. Um, and when I say down, I mean collecting that you know like seven and a half or fifteen million dollars or whatever it was. Um, I, I think that I think that I mean A and M if they're healthy wins this game, but. Auburn at night, there's always something to be said for all the mascots and that one man Jesus, uh, this Auburn Jesus showing up. I think there's there's always a lot to be said for that. Cadillacs on 22s. Can Cadillac Williams get the troops Great. rallied again and and uh, play? Did you see any of his post game, by the way? A&M's? I heard you. No, no, Cadillac. Oh, no. It, like the whole thing was, this is this is the whole, hey, hey, dude, hey, <laughs> man. <laughs> Man, just like that was it. It was like I kind of like that. Felt like he was going to dap us all up at one point. Yeah, let's hire him. Bring him to SEC Media Days Dude, next for year. For real. <laughs> let's get to the last game, Marler. Two thirty Central on CBS. It is number nine Alabama, number eleven Ole Miss. I kind of laughed when I saw this line: Alabama minus twelve. Like, have we not learned anything from Bama on the road this year? They're playing close games, guys. I know yeah. they want to beat Lane Kiffin, but look, Lane. Like a year ago, learned his lesson with get your popcorn ready. He's got an amazing run game with Quinshawn Judkins. Sounds like Zach Evans will be in there again. So, I don't know, man. I think this one's closer, but they must think the Bama revenge game comes here. After, you know, losing a week ago, Bama always seems to bounce back in a big way the next week. Okay, hold on. I I just, my girlfriend just walked in. And I, I'm like, she just told me she was over at a friend's house. And then she's also, then she just showed up. And I've been scared to death that somebody has broken into this damn house <laughs> while we're doing this effing recording. So I've been panicking watching these feet walk up. Hey, babe, glad you're here. <laughs> um, my goodness. Okay, sorry for that. I'm, I'm back. That'd be great uh, for ratings if, you know, if somebody comes in and murders you during the podcast. It'd be great for ratings. So, yeah, that would be know. really good for most views, clicked I'm on sure. video on YouTube. Watch guy get murdered on podcast. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that. It's so morbid. Um, okay, now going to this game, I think I think it'll be interesting to see two things. One, how does Bama respond? Because I don't feel like they've got a lot to, um, to, to play for. I think that... Um, I think they've got a long way to go in terms of like, you know, all the holes like we mentioned earlier. They got to play on the road. I don't think that De- I don't think that that Vaught Hemingway is anything like Death Valley by any means. I don't think it's anything like Knoxville. Um, I mean, like, like how much, like how much is this team? How much do they care? Like, how much does this team care? And, and and I hate to even bring that part up as like the the deciding factor because, damn it, because I also don't know if. Uh, if it's going to matter either way. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. <laughs> I'm going to kill this Yeti microphone. All right, we're back. Um, no, 
It's always fun. Always fun to do with Chris Marler here as if most professional podcaster in the land. Well, we're, no, wrap, so I, I we're think, wrapping things up anyway. Give me your final thought on yeah. this. No, so I, I just think I think that, that, that like, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to line up, and I hate to say this after the LSU game, I don't think anyone's going to line up and, and run the football down Bama's throat necessarily. So we'll see how it looks. I know you apparently disagree with that from the face you're giving me right now. They're good. Um, Quinshawn Judkins and Zach Evans, if they get stymied by Bama, then good for Bama. But I, I don't know, man. They they look good. You got to be two-dimensional, I think, to beat Alabama on this defense. And I think that they will, I think they'll be improved. And I think you'll see guys like Will Anderson who will finally turn some leadership skills on and, and, and win this game. So there's that. Yeah. Jackson Dart, running ability. Not as good as Jaden Daniels, but he can run. Yeah. We'll see. He is Chris Marler from the College Football Uncensored Podcast. Marler, uh, great to have you on, and uh, we'll talk next week after another Alabama loss, all right? <laughs> I hate you. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> right, see ya. Bye, Gordy. He is Chris Marler, uh, College Football Uncensored Podcast. Appreciate him for coming on. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.